Welcome to Star Wars Rant Podcast. This is episode number 27. I'm your host, Brian Seddon. And with me, as always, from beautiful South Dakota, Mr. Chad Viss. Greets. And also from Northwest Indiana, Brian, we call him B-Knob North. Uh, tings, greetings. All right. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get when uh, Brian does his greeting. So. Yeah. Um, but uh, welcome back for another episode. Appreciate you tuning in, clicking it on iTunes or SoundCloud, wherever you found us. But uh, we've been away for a couple weeks. Uh, sometimes life happens, and um, you know it happened to Chad at one point, and happened to me another week, and then Binab has no life, so he was okay. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but uh, we are back, and uh, better than ever. Okay. Possibly. Yeah. Why not? Sure. All right. Um, so lots happened. We're going to cover as much as we can within the time that we have. So let's just jump into some news. Let's jump into the movie news. Um, obviously, the big news is the title of Episode Eight: The Last Jedi. Yeah, yeah. What? Uh, B-Nob is not a fan of it. So uh, so I heard it from Chad first. Chad sent me a tweet, as he usually does, and then uh, then I saw right away. But um, obviously it was first announced on StarWars.com and then pretty much everywhere a couple seconds later. Yeah. But um, The Last Jedi, totally different than some of the ones, the rumored names that were going around. But uh, so I'll just I'll just throw it to you guys. Uh, what's your thoughts? Cool. All right, All right. Chad. Let's start. Let's start with you first. <laughs> I like it. I'm excited. I didn't. I mean, we talked weeks and weeks ago about what we wanted or thought it would be, and we thought it'd be dark force related or, yeah. you know, like the dark force rises, whatever, something to that nature. And it's not. It's completely. Nowhere near that. Nothing that we thought. It's it wouldn't have even been a, a choice or a guess to come up with the last Jedi. Um, obviously, it gets a lot of people talking and speculating, and we've already been. I mean, it's been I don't know how many days it's been at this point, but there it's been talked to death already. Just on the last Jedi, three words has caused a crazy stir and excitement. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Um, I'm, I'm just excited for more Star Wars stuff. So the last yeah. Jedi sounds cool. It could refer to Luke. It could refer to Ray. It could refer to Ben. Who knows? And that's, well, and that's the part thing. of the awesome Everyone, stuff. Everyone's wondering what it means. You know, does it Jedi, mean... Jedi is plural and sing and singular. It could Correct. be both. And yep. It yeah. could be Luke and Ray. It could be Luke dies and Ray's the last Jedi. I highly doubt Ray would die and Luke's the last Jedi again. Or Ben's the last Jedi um, for real. Who knows? Yeah, but are you a Jedi if you don't complete your Jedi training? Luke called himself a Jedi before he went back to see Yoda on Dagobah. He was in Jabba's palace, called himself a Jedi, and he was not. Um, That's true. Okay. Mic drop. Yeah, point taken. Um, and then the other thing people are talking about is the color of the font. Uh, red. Star Wars is red, which usually red signifies red, Sith, right? Yeah. Or, Sith, sure. darkness. It is the um, lowest point in the series because it is the second one. 
Mm-hmm. Right. So, B-Nob, you seem to not enjoy the uh, name choice. Let's let's hear why. Okay. A couple things. Um, obviously, in any movie writing at all, uh, you have your catalyst, things that start off your story, and then you have the crisis in the middle, and then you have, obviously, your big showdown, your realization. It's all That's the kind of the line of thought that people go through in a movie. You know, you start with the catalyst, a big event, you go through Force Awakens, have, they have the crisis, like Ray getting kidnapped, and then you have the big, uh, big battle scene at the end. In big movie trilogy sagas, like we have in Star Wars, you have so many of those big high points. Obviously, if you watch the original saga, episode three kind of ended on the low note because in George Lucas's mind, that was the halfway point to the whole series. Was So that's why Attack of the Clones didn't really have a low point. It just kind of got the movie and he left things on a low note in Revenge of the Sith because in the grand scheme of things, that's the halfway point to the movie. How that's different this time around is this one is the low point of the new trilogy. Obviously, they have their game plan of 789, so this fits in the middle. That's why I really think that there's the red title, because obviously there's some dark times in this one. The Last Jedi, why I don't like it. Number one. <laughs> uh, the word last. Why do you say last to the movie that's a sequel? It's the middle one. Obviously, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that was the third movie. Um, even though now they have ones following, but it was the end of that trilogy. It was the end of that thought. Why do you put the last in the middle? That's my first issue. Second was the word Jedi. Wish they used somebody else. Now um, everything is dated when you say, oh, I was watching Jedi the other day. Oh, which one? Oh, Return of the <laughs> Jedi. No, actually I was watching The Last Jedi. You know, and then you, then you have a conversation. Oh, The Last Fair Jedi, enough. which one is that? That's oh, the last point. Jedi is the eighth one. But I thought the Jedi returned in the sixth one. Yeah, they returned in the sixth one, but then they had the last one in the eighth one. <laughs> yeah, okay. And then that's the conversation that you have going on. I didn't on. think about that. Um, the Jedi So now I can't say comment. anymore, I was watching Jedi the other day. And they're like, which one? The return one or the last one? Oh, I was watching the last one. Oh, the last one? Like the last Jedi? Yeah, the last say, one is actually the eighth one. Say Jedi 83. <laughs> the OG Jedi and yeah, the, the OG Jedi. Jedi. <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, that's my issues with it. Other than that, I'm super excited. We're gonna see a ton of Luke Skywalker in this one, and then obviously we'll see the last one. Shoutouts real quick before I'm done bantering. Shoutouts to two people. Number one, Cody Smith, who's probably listening, who's probably criticizing me as he's listening to the podcast on my ranting and raving over this and my long dissertation of the news title. That's my <laughs> shout-out number one. Sorry, Cody, you have to listen to me talk. You haven't seen me in a while, so uh, shout-out to you. Number The second person is a listener, uh, Greets from the East, who sent me a hey. Twitter. A, uh, sent me a Twitter. A tweet? Uh, sent you a Twitter, huh? A you tweet, done a tweet from whatever. Twitter? What are you, 45? He sent me a tweet from yeah. Twitter. Send me a tweet. From the uh, interwebs. Somebody posted, somebody posted that The Last Jedi, if you add The Last Jedi and The Force Awakens together in order, it creates a sentence, The Force Awakens, right. The Last Jedi. So maybe they're going to and have then, three titles. Yeah, episode nine sentence. is going to be from his nap. Because <laughs> Luke has been sleeping on an yeah. island. It got, he hasn't shaved. 
has not combed his hair. Nope, he's a he, he's he a hasn't bum. even he hasn't <laughs> even put skin on his hand anymore. No, it doesn't even care. It gave just, up. Right. Yeah. So it's just so, straight metal now. So let me give my thoughts. Um, oh, sure. nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, that's not. I uh, some people do. Yeah, it's not completely true. Um, no, I I liked it. The Last Jedi. I mean, you know, it's a title. What are we? You know, we don't know what we're gonna get from it. Yeah. Um, I think it's a better title than some of the one. You know, like the Forces of Destiny or something like that. Some of the the goofy ones I was hearing. So, um, it does pique my interest, right? Anytime you hit, you talk about a Jedi, you know, um, it does pique my interest. You know, I am I am curious. Maybe you guys may or may not know or have seen something, but if you know, we know now that in the Force Awakens and the Crawl, it said Luke Skywalker, the last Jedi, um, you know, was, you know. They, yeah, they were, that the first was order this was part of the plan the, the whole Jedi. long. Yeah. You know, was this part of the plan the entire time, though, for you, know, you guys think? or Yeah, um, it was right there. It's pretty interesting. It's possible. But, uh. Yeah, so I'm good with it. Uh, the font change, you know, yeah, I think that definitely alludes to uh, a Sith uprising or a it's Dark only, Side uprising. The red's only ever been used two other times in the movies. Mm-hmm. One with Revenge of the Sith when it was announced, they used it, and then when it was before it was Return of the Jedi, when it was Revenge of the Jedi, they also right. used the red, and then they also used it a few times in the Clone Wars. Um, and every time they was using the Clone Wars, it was a Darth Maul pretty specific episode so hmm. yeah sith and dark related for sure so are you saying darth maul's coming back yeah no I'm yeah yeah exactly could it be can yeah. i are you fi- yeah. i'm sorry i don't want to there's hey you know well one thing yeah, though, let me just, uh you know i have a shout out as oh. well to uh to someone on our facebook by the way our facebook uh page um you know go on and like it star wars ramp podcast on facebook um, gotten a lot of likes over the past few weeks, but, uh, Patrick Aquiloni, not sure if I said that right, but sent us a comment, um, on the new title on Facebook. I'm just going to read it real quick to you guys. See if you have a response. I know Chad, you actually responded on the uh, page, but I think, uh, he's talking about the last Jedi title. I think they are alluding to that. Luke is the last Jedi because Ray hasn't had any training in the Jedi order or ways yet. She has just had the Force awaken in her, but it's not refined and honed. And he said, "That's what I think anyway." So, yeah, um, you kind of assume, right? That that's that's your first yep. assumption is that Luke is who it's referring to. But uh, shout out to Pat. Appreciate the comment. Thanks, the Pat. Action. Yeah, thanks, Pat. Thanks. Uh, what was the other guy from Twitter? East. Greets uh, from greets the from, gr- greets. greets greets from the east. East All greets right. east greets. So what were you going to say, Chad? Um, I, I talked to a, a friend of mine, and I don't have source sources on this, so take it with a grain of salt. But he said that he saw like a week, week and a half, two weeks before the title was released, someone out there on the internet, as b would say, um, leaked out that title. And he huh. saw this, my friend did. But he also leaked out some other plot information. Oh boy, are we? Do we need to give a spoiler? I mean, it has. It's not. Who knows? Possible, possible right, take spoiler. It as a grain of salt. Grain of salt. Right. That okay. he he was correct when it came to the title. He said the last Jedi was going to be the title. This, this source. This source uh, that again, he saw on the internet. Yeah. Take it with a grain yeah. of salt. 
Um, but they also said... Everything on the internet is true. They also said that... It's fake uh, news. Fake news. Ray's parents... Oh, boy. Here we go. ...are Han and Leia, and Luke erased everyone's memories to not remember Mm. that. Erased Han's, Leia's, Chewie's, all of them. Erased all their memories so that they did not remember Ray. Like with like the Men in Black light. Well, with the the Force, the Jedi oh. Force. Like, and huh. if you look at when she has her moment in Maz's castle, she starts remembering things that she didn't yeah. remember before. And you know, mm. when Han saw her, he's he doesn't like most people, but he really likes her. Like, offers her a job right away. He's yeah. never offered anyone a job on the Millennium Falcon. Correct. He gets she gets along with Chewie, knows how to speak to Chewie. And when she hugs Leia there towards the end, there's like a weird, not weird, but like a noticeable look that they exchange. And again, we're getting back into the, which has been talked about since Force Awakens came out, who Rey's parents are. But the same person that leaked The Last Jedi is the title, which ended up being true, also said this about Rey's parents. You know, that's interesting because we never never explored the idea of of someone erasing somebody's thoughts you know what i mean mm-hmm. we've we've heard you know thought talked about maybe han and and leia being the parents but then yeah that was the issue of well it didn't really explain it but you know then i what makes me think of this now is when kylo went into ray's mind and he was able to go through some things so yeah i mean there's a lot more they're they're doing with the force now or showing us with the force and yeah. uh so that'd be pretty interesting to see Luke actually do that. Makes sense. Wow. Yeah. Pretty well, cool. we always had that Jason Bourne type theory that Ray knew it. That's why she. That's why what a lot of people explained away why she knew so much about the Force was these old trainings and different things were being unlocked mm-hmm. in her mind. So it was kind of like a Jason Bourne type theory where it's her finding out her past. Yeah, her reflexes are there. Yeah. Right. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, I thought it. I mean, and who knows? The guy that I that told me this couldn't remember where he saw it. Didn't know the guy's name that said it. Yeah. But you know, cool. Huh. I mean, it makes sense. Out of all the things that I've heard, that one actually makes the most sense. Yeah. So, so very cool. Um. All right. So you know, a little more on, uh, the last Jedi. Um, Ryan Johnson, the, uh, the director gave an interview with Empire Magazine and, um, he, uh, he said, uh, a little bit about how it was going. He said, um, that's going great. We're in the thick of editing, really digging into it. It's taking shape and I'm very excited. Um, obviously he couldn't reveal much about the plot, although Chad just told you, you know, a big spoiler there. Just kidding. Possible, possible. Um, but he did say um, what movies influenced him while making The Last Jedi. And he had named three of them, and they are 12 O'Clock High was a big touchstone, he said, for the feel and look of the aerial combat as well as the dynamic between the pilots. Three Outlaw Samurai for the feel of the sword fighting and the general sense of pulpy fun. And then this one was kind of interesting. He said, "And to Catch a Thief" was a great film to rewatch for the romantic scale and grandeur. So there you go. Have you guys seen any of those films? No, I have not. I have not either, actually. 
uh, to catch a thief, I was start. For some reason, I got that confused with the uh, the Tom Hanks Leonardo catch DiCaprio. Me if you can. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I was like. That's pretty <laughs> interesting. <laughs> yeah, well, not the same. It's gonna movie. be forging checks. <laughs> well, he said romantic. I'm like, how is that romantic? <laughs> but uh, so anyway, if you're interested in uh, seeing the films that possibly influence this one, those are the ones you want to check out. Twelve o'clock high. Um, Three Outlaw Samurai and To Catch a Thief. So it's a classic war movie, classic samurai movie, and a romantic thriller. Which so we're we gonna see some romance in in the Last Jedi. You think? Of course. I mean, there's got to be some. So is it gonna be Finn and Rey? Nah, I don't know. Maybe. Hmm. I don't know who else it would be. Uh, there's That's the new, only thing. I, there's new characters being introduced in this movie that yeah. could have romantics with Finn and Oray. Maybe it's R two and BB eight. Yeah, he's telling the story after all. Yeah, I mean C three PO. We all know he's a jerk. You know, R two's ready to leave him. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Uh all right. Uh, so I think that's it on episode eight. Do you guys got anything else on the Last Jedi? Nope. No, we really don't have anything. I All mean, right, well, it's uh, more to come, I'm sure. I'm sure we'll hear more as the uh, time approaches. I do think um, the trailer, I still don't believe we're going to get it until um, Celebration in April, but I could be wrong. Make, but That would make sense. Yeah, but uh, I think we'll probably have to wait till then to get a trailer. Um, all right, so moving on to, uh, you know, this affects really episode nine, but uh, more about Carrie Fisher and the fact that Lucasfilm has made a statement that there will be no CGI for Carrie Fisher. Um, So I'm just going to read this. says, in response to a number of rumors circulating online, Lucasfilm issued a statement um, that affirmed that the studio is not planning to CGI Carrie Fisher back to life in future Star Wars movies. They said, we don't normally respond to fan or press speculation, but there is a rumor circulating that we would like to address. We want to assure our fans that Lucasfilm has no plans to digitally recreate Carrie Fisher's performance as Princess or General Leia Organa. Um, Carrie Fisher was, is, and always will be an important part of Lucasfilm. Uh, I'm sorry, will be a part of the Lucasfilm family. She was our Princess, our General, and more importantly, our friend. We are still hurting from her loss. We cherish her memory and legacy as Princess Leia. We'll always strive to honor everything she gave to Star Wars. So, that uh, I guess that about That's sums good. up that. That's good. Yeah, I agree. B Nob, you agree with the uh, statement there? I I agree with that statement. I'm I'm glad that they aren't moving, and I just hope that they uh, give her, which I know they will, they'll give her a good send off in Episode Eight in some way, shape, or form. If they're not planning on doing that in Episode Nine, yeah. Um, so I know that they'll give her a good send-off and uh, that she deserves for her years of sacrifice and investment into the Star Wars universe. Yeah, so and I'm sure, you know, I don't think they've figured out exactly what they're doing. You know, I'm sure they have an idea, but uh, um, we'll see where they go with it. But smart people there, you know, I'm sure they'll figure it out. But uh, but I guess that is their comment. Um so I think it's the right move, though. I think, you know, I think the CGI thing, there's just a whole lot of issues with that. Not not aside from even, like, how it would look, but just, you know, the, the ethics of it. So, anyway. Yep. Uh, moving 
right along um, staying with Princess Leia, though, her appearance in Rogue One explained. Um, so, you know, many fans were left baffled by her appearance at the Battle of Scarif at the end of the film. When in a previous scene, Bail Organa, uh, Princess Leia's adoptive father, told Mon Matha that he was sending Leia to Tatooine to try to recruit Obi-Wan Kenobi into the Rebel Alliance. Something that I didn't really pick up when we were watching the movie as far as that it, it bothered me that she was at Scarif. Um, but I guess people thought that was... Um, too convenient? Yeah, too convenient or, or uh, some continuity issues. But uh, according to Pablo Hidalgo, a member of the Lucasfilm Story Group, I think most of us know who he is. Dude uh, is great to follow on Twitter, by the way. Yeah. Follow some awesome he tweets Twitter. a lot, though. He does. It's a lot to keep up with. But a lot of good um, stuff. Well, he's also on. If you watch Rebels, the uh, on the um, on YouTube, the recap, uh, Rebels Recon, mm-hmm. they always do a question and answer thing with him. He's pretty good. But um, but anyway, Pablo says the reason why that happened was because Leia and Admiral Radis um, were heading to Tatooine when they received word of the battle taking place on Scarif says the plan was always that Leia was going to go to Tatooine to pick up Obi-Wan and Radis was going to escort her. Um, and then he said then the news of Scarif came in and that was deemed more important because they had one of the warships. So there you go. Makes sense. And it had to happen that way anyway. Leia had to get the plan somehow. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So, I don't really, I don't really see it being a, being a plot hole when that's what was supposed to happen anyway. Speaking of that scene, though, a uh, big rewrite. They announced a few weeks ago that there was a big rewrite in uh, that that scene where Darth Vader comes in. That wasn't in the original script where Darth Vader goes on his uh, killing rampage. spree of the rebel soldiers, going after the Death Star plans. Which, to be honest, that was my favorite part of the whole movie. So, sure. I'm glad that they wrote that in. Yeah, yeah, it's interesting that it didn't have that. I wonder, <laughs> you know, I wonder what they. I mean, it almost seems like they didn't have much of a minute, you know. Um, yeah, because that was that, a big scene for him. Yeah, it kind of leads along with the fact that you know they were afraid to make it too dark for Disney, uh, and Disney's like, "No, nah, man, do you." Yeah, no, that was that was that was one of the high points of the movie. Um, so yeah, so that's interesting. And then um, you know, so last thing on the movie news for me, anyways, uh, Rogue One was uh, nominated for an Oscar. Um, it was nominated for sound mixing and visual effects. So that's so, two. That's two separate Oscars. That is dose, I guess, right? Yeah, I think sound is one and yeah, nominations. One. Yep. So they were nominated for two. Plural, just like Ch- Jedi. Chad is very good at the math. Very good. Um, so that that's all I got for movie news. Do you guys get any other movie news? Yeah, Woody uh, Harrelson. From Cheers. Yeah. He's he's going to be in the Han Solo movie. We knew that. Right, yeah. Um, but he did an interview with Variety, the website magazine thing i don't know if they have it i don't know if that <laughs> which magazine. which it is okay no variety don't they have a magazine i think maybe so. that's vanity i don't know anyways well they they were asking him uh trying to get out of him who he was playing 
And they straight up asked him if he's playing um, Han Solo's mentor, Garrus Schreit. And he said, yeah, I am. Whoa. Yeah, and I think he was referring to just being the mentor part, not the actual character part. You, There's an audio file, but they ask him, I believe specifically, if he's playing Garrus Shrike, the name. And he says, yeah, So, So let me just set up what's about to take place here. Is In the pre-production meeting, there was debate between Brian North and Chad Viss if this was a confirmed story or not. Or was it, in fact, fake news? <laughs> it's not that it's fake news. But he did confirm Brian, that he Brian, was playing I'm still the mentor, setting it up. But I'm not still the setting up. Character. I'm still setting. So what we're going to see now is a battle royale of Chad Viss and Brian North presenting their facts, and I no and I alone will determine who is the correct person. Ready, go. There's no. There's no battle go. royale. Battle. Go. So there's a 27 second video here i haven't watched it so being on may be right but do we, should we play it let's play it it's been revealed that you're the uh, han solo mentor um can you confirm that it's garish Rick? or what can you tell us confirm what that you're playing that uh the character of gears um don't do it I'm hearing the phones of the lawyers at Star Wars <laughs> ringing. Right now. Think of Jeremy. Think of Jeremy. Uh, yeah, I, I am. Pretty sure that's pretty con. It was kind of cut off there. What if he's like, yeah, I am not going to say. Chad, do you have a computer by you? I'm on a computer right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> look but up, they, look they up the just, whole thing. So you, you you're saying that you're saying that he said, "Yeah, I am I am not." They cut no, off no, the no. not. He said, okay, "Okay, but listen to her question. She said, "Are you playing the mentor?" No, she said Garrett strike twice. She okay, said his well, name look twice. it up. Look it up because that's he's going to so, hey, you know, so he so he he people. Why he retracted the statement. He retracted the statement and said, yes, I'm playing a mentor, but not that specific character. Look it up. That's where I got the video. You look it oh, up. You're oh, saying look it up isn't. the article. I'm saying that there's more up. to the story. You look it up and you tell me. They'll, those would be your facts. Yeah, let's, not hear, let's hear your facts. Chad had audio, which was impressive. I have a video. It works really audio. good on the, well, the audio worked really good on the podcast. Chad, while he's looking up. Um, some evidence there on his end. Why is, is this Garrus important? Shrike? Who is this man? Who is Garrus Shrike? Garrus Shrike is Shrike is um, in Legends back in 1997. There's a trilogy written about Han Solo called Paradise Snare, and it was a Han Solo trilogy. And Garrus Shrike, or yeah, Shrike is uh, is a mentor. Han Solo basically is is an orphan, and he's just kind of. Kind of like Ezra, I guess, you know, when the Rebels first started, just kind of stealing from whoever, being that little, maybe Aladdin. He was more like Aladdin from, from Disney, <laughs> okay. if you want a to keep it. Yeah, a street rat. <laughs> and Garrus comes along and, and saves him, quote unquote, from this life of, you know, poverty and being an orphan. Takes like, him to the so stars. Garrus is like the genie. Yeah. I just want to keep the Takes Aladdin him on his going. spaceship, a magical carpet. <laughs> it's like the rug. And... <laughs> And basically teaches them how to be a criminal. Teaches them how to do oh, it well. And, and Chewie's like the little monkey. Well, Chewie doesn't... I don't know where Chewie comes into this point, but... Well, I'm just saying, though. Sure. Yeah, this whole a thing's poo. Been a, it's a rip-off. Yeah. But he okay. teaches... He teaches. Hold on. He teaches them how to, uh, how to be a criminal, how to, you know, be a smuggler. But this Garrus, at least in this, this book, wasn't a super nice guy. 
Um, he he beat him up a lot. He was real rough. Tough love, maybe is what you would say. So, so B now before you go though, this is big because then basically another legend's character is being introduced yeah. into the Star Sim- Wars similar to Thrawn. Which I'm you know, all right. I'm all about that. But until I get official news from StarWars.com, I'm I'm just gonna write it off. Chad's here just saying. Oh well, this is his character. This it's it's it. He had he, an audio because he, he said played, it was. Heard now. I will say in B Nob's defense, and as you know, just poking the the bear here, uh, it, it cut off really quick when he said I am. I mean, he could have said I am not going to talk about it, or I'm not going to confirm it. Then Variety shouldn't be posting videos <laughs> that lead you to believe that that's what he's well, saying. But I, I highly fake doubt fake news. That. Just kidding. All right, just kidding. here's an article ahead, from B-Nob. Peter Sharetta from Slash Film. Okay. Here's what he says in the article. While doing press for upcoming film uh, Wilson at the Sundance Film Festival, Willie Harrison was asked if he'd be playing Garrick Shrike in the Han Solo movie. The actor reluctantly confirmed the widespread fan speculation, saying, yeah, I am. It seemed as he was confused by the question and may have been answering if he was playing Han's mentor. Watch the video, watch the video above, which the video, that's what Chad just played. And decide for yourself. After the initial news outlet had picked up the story, Lucasfilm story group members filed the following tweet. And this is from Pablo de uh, Hildago. I'll let others sort it out, but ask yourself, what question was he answering? Hashtag cryptic tweet. <laughs> okay. That's great. And you've got more, right? Okay, you've another got more. And then another one. He said, it's Darth Vegas all over again these guys don't know these names so pablo suggests that harrison was not responding to the question about the character's name but instead confirmed what we already knew that he was playing han solo's mentor in the new film harrison had previously said that i am a mentor to han but i'm also a bit of a criminal i don't think i should say much more than that because the force is not allowing me yeah no, he, he confirmed it, and they're backpedaling. And they're going, oh, crap, you're not supposed to say it yet. But he will be. All right, so here, I'm going to give my decision now. Brian did a great job presenting his facts. Chad did a great job with his facts. I'm going to say that Chad is correct and that they are backpedaling. And Woody Harrelson has... He's been in movies long enough to... Yeah. He's not like Bay's... Going, after he die, I get really big gun. Yeah. No, he he was asked if it was Garrus. Garrus or yeah, Garrus, right? Yeah, his name was mentioned more than the word mentor was, and I he messed up. He said yes, and he shouldn't have. Is he like the go-to mentor guy now? Yeah, right, right from the Hunger Games. Yeah. Well, so you know, to be determined on that, but that, it is pretty it's interesting. Cool. I like Pablo's uh, cryptic cryptic uh, tweet there. Yeah, but uh, which is, is almost more more information to the that that's actually correct because he didn't. I do say agree it, though. So. I I feel like most of these guys don't know the names. True. So, but it's yeah. Anyway. It's cool though to bring in if if that is indeed the case to bring in another legends character similar to Thrawn, and obviously they're not going to bring in everything story related, but that character and and make him a a canon character is is a cool thing. Right. Yep. I mean, the, these guys at Luca, Lucasfilm Story Story Group, they got it easy. They're like, oh, what character should we pick from Legends this week? <laughs> Easiest job ever. Thrawn. I should come try to manage eight Facebook pages instead. 
not as easy. What else? Who else should we pick for the Han Solo movie? Oh, Lando Calrissian. That's a great choice. I don't think B Nob's real excited about the Lando, uh, the Han Solo film. Uh, well, we all know um, he's a hater. I'm not. I'm not convinced. Not convinced. Um. All right. Well, any more movie news from you two? No. Uh, I, I can make. Up, I can. I can take pieces from interviews and make up stuff. <laughs> oh my word! That's great. That's All ridiculous. Right. Well, let's move on to some print news. Um, everything happening in print, and uh, there's some Rogue One books coming out. Disney's publishing two new novels for young audiences, but uh, that won't stop Chad from reading it. Don't judge me. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I hope you do read it, so you can tell me about it. Um, but uh, it's going to give insight into the lives of Jin. Chirrut and Baze before they became heroes of the rebellion. So um, it was announced through StarWars.com. The two new books um, will uncover the lives of three members of the main Rogue One cast. Jin will be in a solo adventure. Um, Chirrut and Baze um, will have their own adventure together. Um, Jin's book will be called Rebel Rising. It's written by Beth Nevis. Um, it's going to cover Jin's life between the prologue of the film where she's left alone no, following the not death. the flashback, right? The prologue? Not a flashback. It's a flashback. But the oh, prologue yeah. of the film. Hmm. It's yeah. a flashback. Huh, but they call it a prologue. That's weird. Everything, everything is a flashback. So so if you want to know what that's about, listen to uh, one of our previous episodes. and uh, It's a flashback. Not my hashtag prologue, not, hashtag prologue not my winner. <laughs> not my winner. Um. Anyway, though, it will cover Jin's life between uh, when she's left alone following the death of her mother and nope. capture of her father Wrong. at the hands of Krennic as she works her way into the rebel cell operated by Saw Gerrera. Um, and so, you know, Chad read a poem. I'm just going to read this little uh, <laughs> thing about the about the book. Um, gives you a little more detail about it, but. When Jin Erso was five years old, her mother was murdered and her father taken from her to serve the Empire. But despite okay. the loss of her parents, she is not completely alone. Saul Guerrera, a man willing to go to any extremes necessary in order to resist imperial tyranny, takes her in as his own and gives her not only a home, but all the abilities and resources she needs to become a rebel herself. Jin dedicates herself to the cause and the man, but fighting alongside Saul and his people brings with it danger and the question of just how far Jin is willing to go as one of Saul's soldiers. Uh, when she faces an unthinkable betrayal, I think we already know what the betrayal is when he leaves her, that shatters her world, Jin will have to pull the pieces of herself back together and figure out what she truly believes in and who she can really trust. That mm. is uh, Rebel dun, Rising. Dun, dun. The Sounds like a lot for a young adult novel. Yeah. Chat Don't judge me. Just stop it. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, the middle school targeted Guardians of the Wills, <laughs> uh, written by Greg Rucka, will follow Chira and Baze's lives as members of the uh, Guardian of the Wills Order. There's another word there, but I don't know how to pronounce it, so I'm just saying Guardians of the Wills Order. Having witnessed the arrival of the Empire on Jeddah, but as Saul's rebels make their presence on the planet known, they find themselves given a new opportunity to defend Jeddah City from the Emperor, Empire's uh, grasp. <sighs> so, Base and Chirrut used to be Guardians of the Wills, who looked after the Kyber Temple on Jeddah and all those who worshipped there. Then the Empire came and took over the planet. The temple was destroyed, 
The people were scattered. Now Baze and Chirrut do what they can to resist the Empire and protect the people of Jeddah. But it never seems to be enough. When a man named Saw Guerrero arrives with grand plans to take down the Empire, it seems like the perfect way for Baze and Chirrut to make a real difference and help the people of Jeddah. But will it come at too great a cost? You know, that, um, that doesn't sound right, though, because in, in Rogue One, I mean, there, there was no recognition of Saw Gerrera from Baze and Chirrut. Am I right yeah, or they wrong? Yeah, they were put in jail. Yeah. Uh, that seems like a flaw there. Hmm. Feels hmm. like they're just, like, trying to make money off stuff we don't really need. How dare they? Maybe. Well, I would be interested to know more about the Guardians of the Will. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, probably. But yeah, yeah that doesn't it. sound. I'm more uh, interested in the Knights of Ren. Thank you very much. It doesn't sound. It doesn't sound right, though. So, anyways, I guess those will be out around May second. So, if you're not a middle schooler, just check up with your local South Dakota comic book owner for more information. <laughs> Thrawn novel. The Thrawn novel will connect to Rebels more than canon even though rebels is canon so but um grand admiral thrawn's origin story will be told in timothy timothy zahn's uh novel coming out in april timmy zahn (laughs) we actually we actually know another timmy zahn he is not an author though (laughs) no Um, no yeah no um but anyways, it says, uh, don't expect the new novel to retcon all of his dark deeds from the old beloved books, i.e. Uh, legends. Instead, the new canon book will likely explain his relationships in Rebels, specifically Thrawn's connection to the Imperial Governor Price. So Price is, if you watch Rebels, um, she's the admiral that he's always conferring with. Um, in a new synopsis released on January 21st by uh, Penguin Random House. The connections between the Thrawn of Rebels and the Thrawn of the Past are made a bit clearer. While Timothy Zahn chronicles the fateful events that launched the blue skinned, red eyed master, the book will also set up Thrawn's rise. Racist. Spe- <laughs> specifically through his alliance with uh, Price. The synopsis explains that even though Thrawn dominates the battlefield, he has much to learn in the arena of politics where ruthless administrator Price holds the power to be a potent ally or a brutal enemy. And I think we see that they do become allies if you watch Rebels. So uh, Let me ask you guys this question, speaking yeah. of Thrawn. Do you think Thrawn is a character that will survive Rebels and no. show back up in the movie somewhere later on? I hope not. I hope they just no. keep him there. I, I don't think they should. I think he uh, should die w- along with everybody else in Rebels. No, I'm just kidding. Is that heartless? Racist. Um, it's racist. <laughs> racist. Yeah. No, I think I think um, I think they should just keep him there. I think it's too. It'd be too kind of hokey to pull him in. Into the films. Okay. What do you think, Binab? You, you asked the question. Uh, I'll pass on him in the films. <laughs> You're dismissed, Thrawn, yeah, by the B-Knob. Dismissed! <laughs> Away with you. I'm Get done. that fish. Get that fine Nemo character out of here. Because <laughs> he's blue. And that's water. And so Get water, fish blue man fish. Get here. Dora. Dora? The Explorer? Yeah, right. Isn't that her name? Dory? 
Dory, whatever. Dora. Get that sick. Dora Thrawn, fish out of here. Thrawn is out of yeah. here. Uh, that's great. All right. Uh, hey, you know what? That wraps up whoa, all of my whoa, what about, news. What, what about Empire's got? End? Aftermath. Oh, yeah, I didn't have that. Go ahead. Hit it, Aftermath, Empire's End, which comes out February 21st, is the final book in the Aftermath trilogy, um, which may lead us to more information on Snoke. That's what I'm hoping yeah. for. Do you think it's that? What's that guy's name? Galax's Galax Rex. Gallius Rex. Rex. After reading the second one, it's a pretty convincing. uh, You know, without straight up saying it, that it might be him. Um, So I would imagine that this would continue uh, that storyline. It gives. It basically takes you between the Force Awakens and Return of the Jedi. Um, to find out what's happened to the Empire, and obviously the Empire's end, this I assume will be where the Empire ends, and maybe some of the First Order begins. So, for those listening, can you explain this Gallius Rex character? Yes, it's been a while since I've read it, so some of my memory may be hazy. Uh, but, but he was kind of a shadow agent in the, the remaining of the Empire, um, you had Admiral Sloan, who was kind of the number one admiral that's left after all the Star Destroyers blow up and as the Resistance and the Rebels go around finishing up and kind of cleaning up after the second Death Star is destroyed. Um, Gallius Rex kind of puppets the remaining, I don't know, higher-ups in the Empire um, and brings them all together. He also attempts to assassinate Princess Leia. Um, and does some other, actually, Senator Lee at that time, um, has some other behind-the-scenes workings. His past is hazy, um, but Admiral Sloan does find out that Palpatine met him as a young child. Gallius was a young child, and Palpatine met him on um, the planet, uh, oh, for crying out loud. Why does everybody want to go back, Finn asks. What's the name of the planet? Jakku. Jakku. Why does everybody want to go back to Jakku? Galax Rex is from Jakku. And Palpatine basically assigns him with the duties of overseeing um, an excavation site um, that Palpatine is trying to find something buried on Jakku. Very important to him. Most likely Sith-related. And he basically hires and brings him on Galax Rex and says, you keep this, keep this place safe or I'll kill you. And he does, and that's like there's not much else to his past. So Admiral Sloan is still looking into it; doesn't really trust him, uh, but he has found his way into a very high position in the Empire that remains. Um, some some indications that he possibly could be Snoke as setting himself up as a leader. Um, they don't straight up call him supreme leader or anything like that, but they all do refer to him and kind of give him that place. Um, and you could take from what they're insinuating that it may actually be him. I don't know if it'd be that easy. I don't know if they'd introduce that important of a character within a book, not a movie, but uh, I think obviously episode eight will probably fill us in a little bit more on that, I would assume as well. And so, why would he change his name? That's the other question. That kind sure, of is confusing. Sure. They all change their names. Yeah. Ben, ben Solo is not Kylo Ren. Um, so... How long, um, what's the time frame here? And, and we, you know, how long was this story before episode seven? I know that kind of puts you on the spot, but 
I'm not sure off yeah. the top of my head without looking. That'd be interesting though to to know. So it the novel is going to feature the Battle of Jakku, which do we remember that how long big. that happened before the Force Awakens? That's basically all the you know the Star Destroyers on the planet that they all scavenge from. Yeah. Um, I thought it was pretty recent after Return of the Jedi. It was in the first two or three years, I think. I thought. How many years are between Return of the Jedi and Force 30. Awakens? Thirty. Okay, that's right. Does it say how old he is in in the aftermath? Gallius Rex. Yeah. No, I don't believe so. I was just curious because he looks very old and. Uh, they. She does describe him as a like a very white, faint skinned person. Huh. That's racist. Mm, um. So it's definitely not Thrawn. No, no, not that. Nope. Uh, you know, it sounds. Uh, I, you know, they could they could do it that way though. You know, it's it's kind of like, hey, here's this guy. You know, and it, they introduced him in the movies technically, and then if you want to know his backstory, sure. hey, here's these books now. Yeah. And then they sell more books. Um. All right. Good. Any other movie news? Well, that was print news, and but no. Oh, that's that's you know what I meant. You know what I meant, Chad. I did. Any other print news? That's all I got. All right, let's move on to um, Chad. Well, oh, hi. Uh, I think you got some comic stuff for us. Yeah, I do. Um, if you remember a few weeks back when we talked about, I think we mentioned on the podcast that there was going to be some Yoda stuff going back before the Phantom Menace and giving right. some of his history. Yeah. Um, we've had two comics that came out since then that dealt with that. Um, leading, and I'll just start with, it's uh, Star Wars issue number 26 and number 27. Previously in number 25, uh, the there's a special elite group of stormtroopers that are hunting down Luke for Darth Vader. And they have not been able to f- catch Luke, but they did capture C-3PO. And they are interrogating him, and he is driving them nuts. Um, Darth Vader basically says he's worthless, just scrap him. Um, and R2-D2 finds out that they have his buddy, C-3PO. They have not broken up yet, like Brian said, um, at this point in the, in the story. And R2-D2 and Luke are flying in their X-Wing. R2-D2 finds out that C-3PO has been captured, and R2-D2 takes over the X-Wing and flies to go rescue him. He takes over control from Luke. Luke basically says, no, there are too many. We can't do it alone. And R2-D2, in his beeping noise, says, screw you. He's my friend. And he takes off. So as they're flying across the skies, the black void of space, um, Luke is not in control. R2 has taken over, and he has some time in his hands. So he decides to read more of Obi-Wan's journal. And he comes to read the story of Yoda. And there is one one line in here that I really like. Well, I'll get to that here in a second that Obi-Wan says. So Yoda, there's this planet that has these people and they want to kill this kid because he's Force-sensitive. He's, he's displayed some force, force powers and they're pirates and they don't know what to do with this kid so they got him in a cage. Well, Yoda shows up and says, you know, I'm going to take this kid away from you. And they said, oh, we know you're a Jedi. There's a bunch of them. They're real big. they got sharp teeth. They look like Killer Croc. Um, they said, you're just a little guy. And, of course, he says, judge me by my size, do you? 
and he mops the floors with them, right? Yoda just takes them all out. Doesn't even have to use his lightsaber. He's just spinning and jumping, and they're all hitting each other instead. It's crazy. And all that's left standing at the end is Yoda and this kid. He gets him out. He takes him out, and there's Qui-Gon Jinn and Padawan Obi-Wan. Um, and Yoda says to Qui-Gon, take him back to Coruscant. And Obi-Wan takes a minute to look inside the little prison area where they were at. And this is this is where Obi-Wan turns into Robin. Yes, that's right. Robin from Batman and Robin. And Obi-Wan says, holy blaster bolts. Oh How gosh. did he take out a whole room of pirates? <laughs> that's terrible. Holy yes. blaster <laughs> bolts, Obi-Wan that's says. terrible. Isn't that terrible? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, when I read that, I laughed out loud how corny it is. I mean, he's got his little ponytail and everything, but, you know. And this is canon, people. Yeah, holy blaster bolts, Batman. <laughs> so, anyways, uh, as he's telling Qui-Gon to take this boy back, um, he, he has a feeling from the forest something is calling him, and Qui-Gon says, Master, I don't sense that. And he says, well, I think it's just for me. Um, hopefully I'll be adequate enough. You don't have to come with. And so he gets in uh, this little Yoda fighter pilot thing and he flies and he finds this planet surrounded by asteroids and he lands and all that's on this planet are a bunch of children and they have spears they're wearing furs it's a whole lord of the flies type scenario um that's issue 26 issue 27 continues on with him on the planet um well it first shows obi-wan sitting on top old obi-wan sitting on top of a sand dune writing in his journal with the force like he's not holding the journal. The journal is floating in the air. The pen is writing on the paper without Obi-Wan touching it. And there's other rocks floating around too. So he, he can write with the Force. And so Yoda tries talking to these boys saying, I'm not here to hurt you. They're ready to attack him. They call him Frogman. Um, they throw spears at him that, have, that are blue. The spear tips are blue and it actually hits Yoda. Um, Yoda says that it is alive in the Force. The spear is, and he says he needs to look into it more as more spears come at him. He then pulls a bunch of rocks up with the Force to block the spears. They say, oh, he has the uh, the stone power also. He says, so they they like, oh, we didn't know you were here for that. You're okay. Here, come back with us. So they take him back to their camp. He says, we're all the adults. They say the mountain people took them. Um, and so they show him this mountain, and this mountain is... You know, the rocks around them are normal brown, and then they show them this mountain, and the mountain itself is blue. The blue mountain. Um, Same thing the spears are made out of, and Yoda feels the force a lot. So they have this little, they have a prisoner. Yoda convinces this prisoner that these boys have to take him to the mountain people, and they have a fight. Yoda breaks them up. They take him to the mountain people. The mountain people are there in the blue, blue mountain, and come to find out they're also children. Um, they threaten to kill him, and they start throwing blue stones at him, and Yoda cannot stop them with the Force, and they hit him in the head, knock him out. He wakes up, he's in chains made of the same blue stones, and they tell him he needs to go into the cave and find it, and we may let you out. And he says, find what? And they said, you will know, or you wouldn't have come here. The heart of the mountain, now get going. So Yoda is in chains. He's looking ahead at the like a bunch of stairs leading up to this blue mountain. And Yoda, they say, you've got a long walk, little frog. And Yoda says he has never felt so small. 
and that is it. Oh. So I don't know. I don't know what the Blue Mountain is. It obviously has some force properties to it, but he can't seem to affect it with his understanding of the force. It's like kryptonite. Mm. Hopefully, uh, there's a good payoff there. You know. Yeah, the next uh, issue comes out the first of February, I believe, which I think is this coming next Wednesday. Uh, so maybe next week we'll have more to share. Yeah. So tune in for the rest of the story. Um. That's interesting. Any other things going on in the comic world? You're not a fan of the Dr. Afra, huh? Uh, she's boring to me. I don't know. I've been reading them. She's boring. I haven't been reading the Han Solo ones. I kind of, I'll probably yeah. have to catch up on that. Darth Maul is coming out uh, here, I believe, the 15th of February right. uh, with his his own individual comic. I'm excited. Poe Dameron's still running, right? Poe Dameron's still going on as well, yep. You're so, not caught up on that? I am not. I'm not right. caught up on that one either. Neither am I. So, lots to read though if you're interested. Yep, and uh, yeah, and like I said, it is canon. So, um, B Nob, you got anything else, man? I do not. All right, I think we covered all right. it all today. Yeah, you know, we didn't uh, talk about Rebels. I think um, I think what we'll do is on the next episode next week is uh, do a Rebels recap. They are on a break, which frustrates me. Um, it's for the ratings. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I hate when any show does that, actually. You know, like Blacklist, I was really into the Blacklist, and then they took, like, this really long break, and then they came back, and then, like, went on another long break. So, like, I just completely lost interest. Blacklist so, is really good. You should watch it again. I can't, I can't. I don't know. I missed. It's, like, such a long gap. I just, I don't yeah. know. Things happen. I get onto other shows. and um, Anyway, so Rebels, though, um, is on a break. I don't think it's coming back until late mid-february it's four weeks yeah. from last week so or two weeks so, so mid-february so next yeah. week we'll do just a recap of the last few episodes i think there's there's three that we haven't really talked about yet so we'll talk about those but uh and then um you know give our thoughts on uh what we've seen and, and where we think it's going so but uh, i think that's going to wrap up this episode of star wars ramp podcast um check us out on facebook Star Wars Ramp Podcasts uh, Facebook page. You can see um, us podcast tonight. There's a picture of our beautiful faces there if you want to go check us out and see what we look oh like. Oh, boy. you got to give some warning before you do that. Nope. I'm an admin now, <laughs> sucker. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, also uh, on uh, Twitter at, uh, at Star Wars Rant. And then um, we will have our website up pretty soon here where you'll be able to check out um, – all the podcasts will be on the website. It will also have some news on there that will um, be listed. Probably throw a section on videos, you know, if you want to get your Star Wars video on and read all the or see all the theories that are out there about everything. Um, we'll have that on there. So uh, be sure to check that out once it's up. But in the meantime, we thank you for listening. Um, a lot of good things going on in Star Wars, so it's a good time to be a Star Wars fan. I think that's going to wrap it up. We'll see you next week. Bye. Adios.